0: Pulled in by Adams for the touchdown. Third down at four. As Rodgers throws, it's Adams. Makes the catch and will take it in for his second touchdown today. Shout out to the two. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, KDG, back again with another Get At Me podcast. Now, it was a little... I was chilling yesterday, man. I ain't going to lie. Man. I was chilling. It really wasn't too much to really get into because by the time that I really go live, by the time that I go live, man, you know, um, you know, practice hasn't even started. We don't really get the quotes. We don't get the quotes until, you know, afternoon, damn near evening when it comes down to, you know, after the practice stuff and we get new information. Um, I mean, we did have the Sternberger news, uh, but, that, you know, that wasn't anything worth uh, necessary to go off on alone and so with that being said i might have to tweak the stream schedule i might have to just say hey we do it three days a week monday wednesday friday obviously i'm doing it today uh, just because i didn't do it yesterday but to get what i'm saying you definitely get what i'm saying so i'm definitely going to tweak it as time goes on um but with that being said man listen i don't like to keep these too long you know what i'm saying i like to keep these really short you know 20 30 minutes at the most um just to get the point out and then we get up out of here. So for those that actually do happen to come through, I appreciate it. If you happen, haven't already hit that like button, make sure you guys hit that like button. Now, um, but, but before I continue to go on, um, I do be on the lookout. I know maybe the YouTube thing is a little, um, you know, a little, you know, a little complicated to listen to. This depends on when you start trying to listen to the podcast. I do plan on putting these things on Spotify, Apple podcast, whatever it is uh, today. That is the goal. That is my personal goal, to put these on, uh, you know, different, you know, different platforms. So that way there's different ways to listen to what I'm saying. So such as for the Grid podcast, I plan on putting that on Spotify, you know, Apple and such as the Get At Me podcast. Just in case, you know, you happen to be, you know, working out. You don't want to have your phone on because you got to have YouTube running in the background and all this other nonsense. We're going to make sure that I can get this out to different platforms that way there's different ways. Of listening to the stream. So uh after the stream goes live, expect this, you know, the, the, the things to be posted maybe an hour, two hours afterwards, depending on how long it takes to upload. Um, I've never done it, so it's gonna be new for me. And then, like I said, definitely expect that. So sometime today, I definitely plan on putting these on those platforms. I just want to put that out there. Now let's get to the topics, man. Um yesterday we we got some news. Now I didn't even see this, I didn't see this during the game, I didn't even know this was going on. Um, apparently elton jenkins was you know banged up and i don't want to say injured because i think the guys just hurt i think it's one of those situations in which um uh, it's an ankle injury and i I, and I believe it's one of those situations in which you know packers are going to be very very cautious because not only do they not get david batiari anytime soon you don't want to put elton jenkins in unnecessary harm and what i mean by unnecessary harm is it's only week three. It's still it's still kind of early in the season where there's not that much urgency. Whereas you know if this was late in the year and they was fighting for a playoff spot, I believe Elton Jenkins. He you know he he plays. Um, but with that being said, I don't think it's anything long term. But you do have to be careful with the big boys and when it comes down to the ankles, man, especially when they're in the trenches and they banging every play. You really want to keep as much weight off that ankle as possible so that way it heals because this is not. Like I said, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. It's nothing to really, like I said, go overboard in the first month of the season. I mean, uh, with me saying this, I think he's going to miss this game. I would not – let me put this like this. I would not be surprised, nor would I be upset if Elton Jenkins can't go. I would understand. I would get it. Albeit, like I said, you want to be 21. You want to have your best team out there. We're going up against a team that has gave us issues in the past – such as the uh, san francisco 49ers albeit for whatever reason last year gets thrown out the window when we smacked them up there in san fran now to be fair to those guys they was out, like half the team was out you know no nick bosa i don't even think Kittle played that game uh no you know no jimmy g um, it was a lot of guys missing in that game and so i'm not going to sit here and you know gloat that we blew them out however you still got to take that into consideration because it's still something that they had to do. Not to mention the Packers was also missing a few guys as well. I think the roster was very limited. Um, I think we had some COVID issues as well. So it's not like we was at 100%. We was in a better spot than they were. But at the end of the day, last year is last year. We're focusing on this year. They're 2-0. We 1-1. We're trying to go 2-1. And obviously, you want to have your best team out there. And so um, if Elton Jenkins happens to miss this week, I wouldn't be mad at it. And if that happens to cost them a game, I would not be mad at it. However, you don't have too many games to go uh, to blow in the NFC. The Packers do have a tougher schedule than last year. They're going up against the NFC West. I think that's what really makes it tough that they're going up against the NFC West, who I think has only lost one game as you know, as a as a as a division. And so um, you want to, like I said, make the best out of those situations. But at the end of the day, it's a marathon on a sprint. All you gotta do is win your division just to get into the dance, and that is the main thing. And so you want to be healthy when the time comes, and you don't want to put Elton Jenkins in harm's way. Now they're going to rehab him; they're going to keep him off practice until game day. Uh, but like I said, man, if he honestly can't go now, albeit he got hurt in that game and he came back in at the at the uh, at the same time, you can normally play with an ankle injury if it's nothing crazy. Like if it's nothing crazy, you can play on an ankle injury because you got the you got the adrenaline and all that other stuff. But when you you go home and you get off the game and you know when the game is over and you start to calm down that's when you feel the side effects of an ankle injury and so maybe that's why they are keeping him out I wouldn't be mad if they did week one, uh this this week against the uh, San Francisco 49ers not to say that it ends you know not all not all of it is over just cuz you don't have Elton Jenkins um but it definitely makes it tougher you definitely make it tougher my guy Nicholas J he said Billy Turner is up next at LT. Who so who's at right tackle? I have no idea, man. I'm sure we'll get an idea of that as the season goes on. Um, Billy, you know, and, and, and the way to combat that the way to combat this is to just go with double tight ends, you know, have a guy chip, have Mercedes Lewis. You probably see a lot of Mercedes Lewis. You have him chip, have him help out, um, double team if necessary. Uh, so expect a lot of blocking from the tight ends. Expect expect a lot of blocking from the tight ends. Expect a lot of blocking from the running backs. You're definitely going to want to have that extra protection, especially on Aaron's blind side. You definitely want to protect his blind side. And so, like I stated, it's not the end of the world because Elton Jenkins is not playing. It definitely makes it tougher because Elton Jenkins is that good. He's definitely that good. Now, um, off of that, we do have another update. And I, and this was I don't think it's nothing crazy because I believe, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he still practiced. He was just limited um eric stokes and my i think he had a quad injury let me just let me look it up real quick because i could be wrong i, I want to be as accurate as possible when it comes down to talking about these things um let me see let me see let me see i'm just trying to find it real quick this a quick um just a quick injury report let me see if i can pull it out let me see if i can pull up here we go i got i'm not gonna put it on the screen or anything like that i'm looking at it on my phone Uh, Eric Stokes had a quiet injury, limited practice, so he was out there. He definitely was out there practicing. Um, You know, the whole thing was after that game, after the week two game against the Lions, the talking point this week is definitely uh, Eric Stokes versus Kevin King. Who do you go with? That is the question mark. Now, Kevin King is not an injury report, but Eric Stokes is. So I don't know if this is going to keep Kevin King still in the starting lineup going into this game. I don't know if this is going to affect Eric Stoltz's snaps. We'll go see, we'll see as time goes on. They do have two more practices. They have one today, one tomorrow. We'll see um if he goes full participation. Uh but if he's limited throughout the entire week, not to say that he's going to miss this game. I don't think he's going to miss it. Uh but if he's limited, expect another week of Kevin King as you, as are starting uh second corner on the on, on the depth chart uh, i mean the time is coming the definitely the time is definitely coming when it comes between those two guys eric stokes happens to be y'all know what i'm y'all know how i feel about pff i don't really care too much for it but i'm shameless and what i mean by i'm shameless i'm going to push a narrative if it fits my agenda and eric stokes right now is the highest rated corner on, and you know compare it on pff and so uh the time is Definitely coming for Kevin King. His days is definitely numbered as the starting corner. uh and so he might have an extra week to bounce back, he might have an extra week to bounce back to keep his job. I don't think it matters, but hey, that's why you have this depth. I mean, even if Kevin King is not better than Stokes, it's good to have, in my opinion, I know a lot of people's not gonna agree with it, but in my opinion, it's good to have Kevin King as a depth piece. You don't want to have him out there too long. Let me repeat, you don't want to have him out there too long. But if you happen to lose a guy, I'm cool with Kevin King coming in. At least he he was the starter for us for a while. I somewhat trust him. I'm gonna trust him all the way. But as for, for depth-wise, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. And so hopefully, you know, his status has changes. Hopefully he becomes full participation in the pat and you know in that and in and in that limited protest, uh that limited participation is behind us. So we'll see what happens today. On the training when they uh when they do their practice, and so we'll see. We'll see. Now, my final point. Jay starbucker has been cut. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Jace is out of there. Another third-round pick that just, you know, hey, we might have to have a dialogue on Goop, man. Goot in the third round is looking very, very suspect. Now, I don't want to get on my guy Goop because you know he does have his hits. He does has his hits, but he also has some misses and the third round has not been kind to Goo. the third round has not been kind to Goo. shout out to nick saying that comment i'm gonna get to the comments in a second i, I appreciate it uh um, <laughs> but the third round has not been kind of good now jace was his first third round pick tight end now jace had a lot of potential man I, I i i liked the jace i liked what he looked like um i felt like he was the best receiving tight end on the team but he just, you know, he just couldn't put it together. I think his rookie year, he got what? He was out for the year, if I'm not mistaken. That, that that his rookie year probably would hurt him the most. His rookie year probably would hurt him the most because he just couldn't, he just could not get rolling, man. And that's when Robert Tanya started to get steam, bro. And, and 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 keep in mind, Robert Tyan, no, not not Tanya, excuse me. Robert Tunyan is actually what is he undrafted. He's an undrafted free agent. He's an undrafted free agent. And so He gave Robert Tunyon all of those snaps, and he took over. And the rest is history. Robert Tunyon is a top-ten tight end in the league. And so uh, Jace tried to come back last year. He just couldn't get it going. He lost playing time to Daphne. They went out and drafted another tight end, even though they call him a, a scat back or whatever you want to call him, and Josh Degura in the third round, another tight end that they seen to go in the third round um he's not really panning out i mean he's been hurt to be fair to him he hasn't really had opportunities to play but hey in the nfl man your best ability is availability and josh has not been that guy now he has returned to practice we'll see how he performs this year but hey that is another guy that goop seems to have missed on in the third round we'll see he still has the jury is still out on him and then we have uh Amari Rogers now I don't think Amari is bad in my opinion I just don't think that looking at it now just looking at it now albeit they brought in Cobb who pretty much here to mentor him the, you know the red shirt him but just the way that Matt LaFleur uses his wide receivers he does not really have those small guys out there for long periods of time I like I hate to use the g word on him but it's looking very gadget like where he seems to be a gadget player and you don't draft gadgets in the third round not to say that Omari is bad because I think given opportunities he can do something he looked at pretty decent with Jordan Love in my opinion and during the preseason but he's not going to be used like that with this team Matt LaFleur likes his tall wide receivers that can go out there and run block I'm not saying that he can't do it but I don't think he's going to have too many opportunities to do it and that is a third round pick third round picks in my opinion should be on the field as much as possible and all you got that man doing right now is punt returns and maybe a play hearing, maybe a play. Hearing. And so it's looking very, very suspect for, uh, for Goot in the third round. However, um, if I had a choice, I low key probably would have kept Jason cut the but that's just me. I, I would have definitely, I feel like, I feel like Daphne can do what the girl does or what they want him to do. A guy in the backfield, you know, that can catch the football, that can block. I I, I think Daphne does that a lot better, in my opinion. Now, albeit, like I stated, the uh, girl hasn't had too many opportunities to make plays. But I would have preferred to keep Jace, but that's just my opinion. Um, but now he plays. He's been picked up for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. He's now on their practice squad. And so good luck to uh, Jay Sternberger in Seattle. Now, somebody, X Packers is going to Seattle. It just doesn't work out. But it's out to my boy, Lacey. But um, we'll see. We'll definitely see how that plays out. And like I said, I'm not mad at it. I understand. This was a talking point going into the uh, season when, you know, he was suspended those three games due to, what is it, PEDs or something like that. He had some type of suspension that he was going to be missing those three games. The league, you know, he's missing those two games. Excuse me. Uh, Matt LaFleur and Gilton, them, just looking at the roster, evaluating the roster, seeing if it was worth keeping them, and they felt like it wasn't needed. And so they didn't even bring him back to the practice squad. Now he's with Seattle. And I wish him nothing but the best. I wish him nothing but the best. But with that being said, those are just my quick takes, man, my quick podcast. Let me see what you guys are saying. I do appreciate you all coming through. Um, Let me see. Uh, My guy, Nick, is just a comment I was laughing at. He said, man, finally you are seeing Kevin King like the rest of us. Hey, I cannot cape for the man anymore. I, I've tried, y'all. And, Nick, you seen, you've heard me cape for him, man. I've said, hey, Kevin King is this. Kevin King is that. But i I just can't do it man you know i I, I just can't do it anymore and it, it is what it is you know I have no issues admitting I was wrong I was definitely wrong on Kevin King definitely wrong with Kevin King. my grind my guy Brian matthews doing he said uh so who do you think is gonna fill the empty spots um what are we talking about Lyman what are you talking about Brian what spot are we talking about left tackle um they could definitely move Billy Turner to left tackle I mean he's he's played that position before I'm pretty sure that'll be something that they'll end up doing. But like I stated, the way that they should do it, you know, I don't really trust Billy at left tackle. Just have Mercedes Lewis chipping or whatever, double tight ends, you know, have as many guys back there as possible, man, to to help out on that left side, man, because Nick Bosa's a beast. He's definitely a beast. Um, He said, when do you think we're going to get rid of Lowry and uh, Lancaster? Hey, hopefully next offseason. I'm mad that the whole, you know, taco charging thing didn't take you know didn't, didn't take off man i mean they had it they brought him in last week before the game if i'm not mistaken and then i haven't heard anything from taco chart i'll take him over dean lowry i I'd take a lot of people over dean lowry but that's just me. that's just me my guy liam he said um amari looked pretty bad on punt returns i don't, like i said i don't know who's at fault with this because special teams i've been i've been burned so much from special teams i don't even know who's good who's bad um i'll take anything i'll take any type of special yards i can get i like kylan hill on kick returns but punt returns has always been you know some ugly to, to witness as a packer fan man that's just you know that's you know I, I i don't even know how to i don't even know how to judge that anymore because i feel like anytime that we've gotten special anytime we gotten like good yardage on special teams a flag comes out they're they going back to the spot that they caught the ball this is all types of nasty stuff man this, Special teams are so nasty for the Packers. It's just so nasty, man. I, I don't even know what to expect no more. Outside of Mason Crosby, who's, you know, legit most of the time. Good 99% of the time he's legit. Outside of Mason Crosby, man. I mean, special teams is just ugh. I mean it's very nasty. Very, 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 very nasty. Um my guy, my, my guy, Matt uh Brian, he said, tackle and and to fill, oh, to fill the spot for Sternberger. I mean, spot of the spot has already been filled i mean sternberger was just he was just there i mean they have they already got so many tight ends on the roster i mean you got you got tunyon you got uh you got mercedes lewis you got uh degua robert daphne i mean you got about four tight ends on the roster and so i mean they was already pretty full at that spot you know i knew they weren't gonna keep five that's why I, I personally would have let go of the but hey, I'm not mad at it. I'm not I'm not losing sleep over or anything like that. So uh my guy Nicholas, uh, he said Mari is legit. He's p- getting played right now. Aaron has to be pushing for Cobb. And see, that's the thing. Like, it's not even it's not even a thing with Cobb because Cobb, he's only Aaron has only thrown to him twice. And that was last week. Now we'll see if that we'll see if those two get going, but Cobb is only out there when they go like five out. Like Cobb is not out there when there's only three wide receivers on the field. He's not out there. They got Lazar, MVS and Adams. That's those are the three. Those are the top three wide receivers on the team depth chart wise. Cobb was all was going to always be fourth. He does have the the edge on Amari, albeit I understand it now because Aaron Rodgers really he rarely throws to rookies and he trusts his Cobb and so. He's going to give Cobb that, that, that nod, And so I understand why Cobb is ahead of Amari. Uh, but even then, I mean, I mean, we'll see. I think we probably won't really see what Amari does until Love plays. If Love plays, who knows how that's going to play out. But Love, he went to Amari a decent amount of time. Um, I don't think it's, you know, anything for the, you know, the Cobb, you know, Rogers thing, because we only seen a couple of targets from Cobb. And both of those were tr- on um, plays in which they was getting a flag on. The second one, they didn't get 12 men on the field. They tried to get 12 men on the field, but he didn't get that pl- uh, flag off. But Cobb still caught it. It just goes to show you that, you know, he trusts him in that situation. Amari is not there with Rodgers. And that's been something that's been going on for the longest, for a while now, probably since Adams. I think Adams was the only rookie I've seen Rodgers really go to his rookie season. But after that, like, albeit, you know, they've been, you know, late draft picks, NBS didn't get a lot of targets his rookie year. Uh, ESB, he didn't get a lot of targets his rookie year. Uh, they tried the whole thing with, um, Jamon Moore. He didn't get really, he didn't, he wasn't even catching the ball. So I understand why they weren't even throwing him. He will not even get any targets. And so it's one of those things in which, you know, Rogers trusts his guys. He trusts his vets. You got to earn that trust. Amari's not there yet. So I get why he's ahead of cop. I get that. Um, Dizzy said Tanya's gonna outplay Kittle this week for sure. NVS is gonna have to have a big week. Rodgers missed him a couple of times, could have had it easy, uh, could have easily had three touchdowns last week. AR said it. I mean, yeah, Rogers is definitely, you know, took the, the, the hit and the blame for him not linking up for NVS. And those two always take a few weeks to get going, man, because you know, he's his he's the deep threat, and Rodgers is either underthrowing throwing them or, or overthrowing them. Um, week two he definitely missed him especially that first one what was that that inside slant move where you know he just threw behind mvs that was on rogers the second one i was a little hesitant i felt like you know mvs i think is slowing down just a tad bit when he on his breaks when he's you know he's releasing i think he's slowing up just to look behind just to look behind him to see if rogers is throwing to him and then he sees the air he sees the ball in the air then he tries to take it up the next gear and then you know it looks like an overthrow i, I don't know about that throw, but. uh um, They'll link up, man. Like I said, those two normally take a few weeks to get going. I would have loved to, for them to use NVS underneath a little bit more, um, instead of just saving them for deep shots. But that's just me. But I get it. You got Adams down there. You got Aaron Jones down there. If you're gonna go underneath, you really want you're gonna hit those two guys before NBS, which is crazy because now that prop, it was a prop on on Vegas on Bovada. I think NBS only needed like 300 yards and like eight catches, and the over under on that one was like crazy. And I was like, man, that's it. That's all you need is 300 yards and like 10 catches. That's, that's it for the season. And so now I, was, I understand, but I think NBS will get going eventually, man. I think he'll get going eventually. Um, Liam said, I wonder if Cobb is struggling with the new playbook. I don't think it's that man. I just think that, you know, Lafleur just does not use small guys, man. He just does not use small wide receivers. And Cobb is one of those small guys. I wanted to see what Cobb would look like in this scheme. Albeit, it's only, the first, it's only been two weeks. But now that I'm looking at it, maybe that's why they let him go. Because I don't think Cobb is bad. I just think that what they want to do on offense, they cannot do with a 5'9", 5'10", wide receiver. They need guys six feet, 6'1", six 6'2", six something like that. Something like that. Uh Nicholas J said, Did you see where Adams said he uh watched 20 men's of Lamar juking players before the game? Yeah, I seen that statement, man. My boy Engraving. Shout out to Engraving Viz, man. Big Ravens fan, man. He does his own thing on his own channel. Um, you know, he dropping this a little gift. You know, Raven fans, they see a little something like that. They want to run with it because you know Adams is gonna be a free agent. Um, it's just crazy, man. Speaking of Adams, I, I was watching his um his NFL films, uh, a little you know, 20 minute. Whatever it was yesterday on FS1, nice little insight on how he does his thing, man. It was nice to see. I don't know if you guys saw it. I tried to retweet it on Twitter just in case you had, you know, you all had time to watch it. Um, great insight on how he does, you know, his route running and stuff like that. The way he feels, his mindset going into this season, he feels like he's the best in the game, and rightfully so. I'm not mad at that at all. Um, it's just gonna be crazy, hopefully, man. I I, and I and I go back and forth with this, I would really hate. I would really hate to see Adams go because of money. I and, and I understand it. It's a business. The game is the game. The market is the market. But man, I would hate for Adams to go just because we couldn't pay him. Because I, I truly, I truly believe. I know a lot of people, you know, don't believe this, but I personally believe you can pay Adams top dollar, albeit he's going to be 30 soon. He'll be what? I think 32 by the end of whatever contract he gets. If it's a four-year deal, I think he'll be 32 by the end of it. Maybe 33. I don't know. Um, But I truly believe that the way that his game is set up, he can play at an elite level well until his mid-30s. Because his game is not based off athleticism. His game is really based off of footwork, uh, route running, and that doesn't go away. That does not go away for a very, very long time. Jerry Rice made a living on route running. And Jerry played, not saying that he's Jerry Rice, but Jerry Rice played until his 40s. Jerry Rice played for a very, very long time because his game was never about athleticism. It was about footwork, and I truly feel like if Adams was going for and I hate that the Cardinals did this because the Cardinals did this very – did, they did this unprovoked, paying De'Andre Hopkins almost $30 million a year. for whatever, They almost gave the man $8 million more than the next guy was making. For whatever reason, I don't understand how this happened. I didn't know it was going to be a domino effect. To us, but well, now we hear Adams is playing the market, he's playing the game. He feels like he's that guy, he wants to get paid like that guy. I respect both sides of it, I, I truly do. But I really hope they can figure that out, man. Because I would hate to see Adam somewhere else. I just want to put that out there. They ain't got nothing to do with the podcast. That's just me, Vincent. That's just me, Vincent. Uh, let me see what else you said, Nick. Uh, he said, I think this game was designed to show uh love to Aaron Jones, show some love after his dad passed. Glad they found his necklace, too. Yeah, man. Shout out to um, the groundskeeper that found that, man. Um, he found this, um, his necklace. I don't know if just in case you haven't heard, and I'm pretty sure if you're a Packer fan, you, you heard this story already. Uh, Aaron Jones was wearing a necklace with his uh, dad's ashes in it. Um, he lost it in the end zone. I don't know when he lost it, I don't know it's from the Lambeau leap or whatever. Um, but he lost it and he ended up finding it, I think, the following day. So that's that's what's up. That was good. I and the thing is, I don't even think it was designed for Aaron Jones that game. It just that's what the defense was giving him, and that is something that. I think Rodgers has to, you know, he has to accept. I know he wants to play hero, man. He wanna he wanna get that 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 splash play. He had a hard time doing that a couple of years ago. Last year, he was playing within the system, he was balling. Um, and I think that game was gonna get him back to hey, I'm gonna have to just throw this three-yard pass. And people are gonna try to kill me for it. Uh Aaron Rodgers is not throwing the ball down the field and blah, blah, blah. But hey, man, what can you do if they're playing two safeties hot? What what can you do? You can't throw, you can't bomb it. You got two, you got two defenders. If you got two defenders in the backfield, 20 yards down the field, you got two defenders, 20 yards down the field. You got about four of them going up against your offensive line. It's only 11 men on the field. That's six people I already mentioned. All you have to do, you got what? You got four guys, four to five guys going up against five of the guys. All you got to do is make a play. Boom. And it's open. And they got to continue to do that. They might see the same looks this week. Even though I think the San Francisco 49ers, based off the past when we did play them, they didn't have two covers. They didn't have two safeties high. They had a pass rush in which they was able to get away with playing close up to the line of scrimmage, which makes it harder to get throws off. But um hey, like I said, the O lines got to do their business, they got to you know do what they're supposed to do and hold their side up because then you might see the bombs away game from aaron Rodgers this week you might see that but it really depends on what this new 49ers team is going to look like because robert salah or Saleh, whatever his last name is he's with the jets now that was their old defensive coordinator so i don't know what the the defensive looks that they do for the uh 49ers this year but we'll see on sunday we'll see on sunday um nigga said doesn't like he would go no one else is showing up in a wide receiver room okay uh, he says, "I'm also scared that Adams will want to leave because Carr is balling out." I guess I don't think it got nothing to do with that. I mean, look—if the Packers truly—if the Packers truly want to keep him, they could just franchise tag him. I mean, I—we'll I, see. Like I said, we'll definitely see. I mean, they could just throw that tag on him, and then boom—you know—we'll go from there. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But brother, I need you right here. We can't let you go just yet, man. and so we'll see. We'll definitely see. Packers are not known to use franchise tags. But hey, man, they've done stuff in the past where I didn't think they was gonna do. I didn't think Aaron Jones was gonna be back. Albeit, he's playing on a very team-friendly contract, in my opinion. I didn't even think they was gonna pay the man at all. To be honest with you, I mean, I've always stated good teams don't pay running backs, but it's not like he's making crazy money. And so, I know Adams wants that money, and we'll see. I don't have no idea how that's gonna play out because they—it's not even just Adams, man. They got a lot of guys, man. A lot. It's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of money talk right now, man. A lot of money talk. A lot of money talk. Uh, Brian said, what can we do about our D-line? Hey, I don't know, man. To be real with you, I have no idea because they're very cheap in that position. They're very cheap in the trenches when it comes to the D-line. O-line, man, they know how to hit, man. They know how to hit on O-line. But D-line, they just, man, they hit with Kenny Clark. But after that, I mean, it's all over the place, man. It's definitely all over the place. Uh, And he said, I would love to switch to a 4-3 instead of a 3-4. What are your thoughts? I mean, hey, if you switch to a 4-3, then you definitely, you know, you're taking away your best asset from, you know, Preston and Zadarius. I mean, you want to have, you know, you want to have your outside linebacker hand in the dirt getting to the quarterback. Um, and I don't think they have the linebackers to play a 4-3 in my opinion. I don't think they have the linebackers to do it coverage-wise. They're they just, they just not there yet. And so, you know, you playing a 4-3. you expecting four to get there. You know, two D tackles. They not deep at D tackle. Um, Edges is is meh. You got Lowry out there on the edge. I mean, you we having a hard time getting pressure now. You really gonna have a hard time getting pressure playing a four three. In my opinion, in my opinion, unless you moving Gary to DN and you know Zedarius to DN and but then what you gonna do with Pressing? You got Pressing out there in coverage. Pressing ain't you know he ain't good in coverage in my opinion. Um, And so. We don't have the linebackers to play 4-3. 4-3 is, is, is great if you have, you know, the, the trenches to, to create pressure. But we ain't got the trenches to create pressure, nor do we have the, the linebackers to play coverage. We ain't there yet. We are not there yet. And so I'm good with that, Brian. But I, I appreciate that, man. I definitely appreciate that suggestion. But um, with that being said, man, we didn't cross the 30-minute mark. I appreciate everybody coming through. Uh, like I stated, I'm going to try to put these on Spotify, Apple Music today, so be on the lookout for that. Ask for a stream tomorrow. We'll see because, like I said, it's another day of practice. We tend to get some stuff out of the practice sessions. We'll see what happens. If not, y'all know the deal, man. I'll definitely be back here on Sunday right after the game. Right after the game. Sunday night football, we here. Win or lose or draw, we're definitely here. So, with that being said, I appreciate everybody that came through on this Thursday afternoon. Um, If you haven't already hit that like button, make sure you guys click that like button before you leave. And if you're new, subscribe. Uh, but it's your boy, KDG, y'all. And I'm out. Peace.